wanted to take a dramatic shift and talk about something fun and interesting that you can do this weekend. And having turned into a bit of a, a birder over the past number of years, <laughs> don't know how it happened. It just happened. Uh, but there's a pretty cool thing that's happening uh, this weekend. It is the 26th annual Great Backyard Bird Count. All right. Uh, the Nature Conservancy of Canada trying to get you to participate in one of the world's largest community science projects. Uh, let's find out more about it with Sean Fagan, who is a wildlife biologist and who does a lot of work with the Nature Conservancy of Canada as well here in Alberta. Hey, Sean, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Good to talk to a fellow birder. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm not a biologist. I just turned into a fan of birds over the past number of years and really do quite like watching them and uh, feeding them and having bird boxes in my backyard. My bird dogs don't appreciate it, Sean. <laughs> I'm not sure that was the greatest idea I ever had was putting up uh, swallow boxes in the backyard when I have Brittany Spaniels, but ah, that's what it is. What is the great backyard bird count? Yeah, so this is a global citizen science initiative. It's being put on by several organizations, including Birds Canada. It's held each year in February over four days. This year's event starts today mm -hmm. and runs through Monday. And so during the event, people, and it could be anyone, you don't have to be a birder, you don't have to be a super big bird nerd, can just go out and count and identify the birds around them. And this can be done anywhere. It doesn't have to be your backyard, despite the name. Um, people are encouraged to record their observations using two platforms. There's eBird, and so that's maybe for people who are sort of... Uh, used to the world of birding but there's also merlin which is a great app that okay. can help you identify the birds around you and yeah people are just asked to do that for about 15 minutes outside and that information will provide data for scientists studying birds yeah so what is the what is the information used for you talk about okay you know scientists studying birds but how does this help them in their studies what what are they looking into mm -hmm. well there are different birds events like this at different times of the year. The reason why this one is held in February is because birds have yet to kind of start moving again. Mm -hmm. They're not really uh, migrating around. And so it's a good time to just take a snapshot of our winter birds. And so this data can show where birds are found, so their distribution, what species are found where. And it also could be used to determine trends, so whether birds are increasing in numbers or decreasing in numbers. So this can be important information for conservation efforts such as that that the NCC does, or maybe management activities too, maybe where habitat needs to be restored to say help a declining species. And Sean I'm wondering if it gives you any idea as well I mean it is in February so it's a might might not but I you know I know you know one of my producers talks about um, some birds up where he lives that because there's a, a warm pond there's a an outflow that some of the birds didn't head south this year is does that does information that you that you glean from this does it help maybe look at uh, climate change and how that's impacting or how you know environment the fact that there's you know a warm pool of water that these birds can stay on um how that's um impacting populations yeah definitely you can uh, compare data from different years. So say if there are changes in distribution, 
if you were seeing migrants early in the year, that could be indicative indicative that uh, birds are, say, migrating earlier in the year. It's also a good way just to track those weird aberrations that do happen, and that's really exciting as a birder because you can find some rare stuff that is atypical. You really never know what you're going to see out there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know that uh, bird populations are declining in Canada. How, you know, what is playing a role right now? Is it uh, encroachment from urban areas? Is it uh, just prey? Is it, uh, you know, people using whatever on their weeds in their backyard? Or is it a combination of everything? Yeah, it's a complex world out there, and it probably depends on what species you're talking about. Um, For migratory birds, it's definitely difficult for them because they face threats on both their breeding habitat in Canada and also their overwintering habitat. So I think the threats are wide-ranging. Things like invasive species, habitat loss, climate change, those things kind of top the list. Certainly, the Nature Conservancy of Canada are focused on maintaining natural spaces, and so we're trying to maintain habitat for birds so I would say that's kind of our primary focus but um, I think research is ongoing and and yeah there's many different species and they all have different life histories and respond to different impacts in different ways. Sean Fagan join us this afternoon. Uh, Sean um, what, where's your favorite place to bird watch? I think a great place is anywhere there's open water at this Mm. time of year. This is a fun time of year because I I really like waterfowl. Um, Unlike some birds that uh, form their pair bonds on their breeding habitat, ducks uh, will actually do that on their overwintering habitat. Mm. And so male ducks are in their breeding plumage, so they're looking great. And also, they have some really weird behaviors that they use to try to attract females. Kind of weird, like, little head nods and stuff. So <laughs> that's something to look look out for. It is really strange behavior. Um, I, I really do like uh, open water because it's sort of a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to see. <laughs> uh, right now, um, on the Bow River, you can see some pretty interesting things. One of my favorites is harlequin duck, which is this, it's kind of a bluish-gray duck. They breed up in the mountains, and m- many or most really spend the winter on the on the coast, say the Pacific Ocean, um, but there are a couple hanging out on the Bow River right now, so maybe take a look for one of those. Okay, very cool. Sean, uh, if people want to find out more information, uh, I think there's just a website. It's the Great Backyard Bird Count, right? Yeah, and there's really no sign-up required. If okay. you uh, use the Merlin app or the eBird app, it'll basically just automatically log you in. Um, they, those Both are are awesome platforms. Um, Merlin's really great for that beginner birder because you can input certain field marks. So that basically just means characteristics you observe of a bird, so colors or um, sizes, and it will help uh, produce an output that can help you identify. You can also add photos that Mm. it'll use some sort of algorithm to uh, help you determine what bird it is. But probably the coolest feature I have to say is um, it will listen, like it'll record audio and then output suggested birds based on that. So um, yeah, it's really cool. And that's something that's even more handy during the breeding season when all our amazing songbirds are singing. Mm. Um, You know, learning birds by sound can take a bit of a learning curve but it's something that can help you along the way very cool i'm going to download the uh, merlin bird id app uh, on my next break sean thanks for this great talking to you all right great talking to you. yeah thanks happy so bird watching sean yeah, fagan you, likewise yeah joining us this afternoon is a wildlife biologist